Welcome back to Nerve of the Phone Podcast. All right, we're going to kick this off. We got a special episode coming up for you um, as part of a Facebook anchor group uh, deal for showing support for anti-bullying. We're going to do a special episode about that, but we're going to start off with It's News to Me Friday. And uh, the first thing we wanted to mention at the top was Ms. Koch and Ms. Mir. The first two female astronauts to uh, do a spacewalk, was it seven hours and 17 minutes? Yeah, 17, seven hours and 17 minutes. Yep, seven hours and 17 minutes replacing a power charging unit. Uh, that's what it says here, For a, power the, charging, a failed power charging unit. So what was that the ISS, International Space Station? Um, yes. All right. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what's this? Uh, as we were going to air, John was looking through the feeds and found something out about Trump? Question mark. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <coughs> uh, Trump uh, actually flubbed history. He he said that this is the first time for a woman outside of the space station, <laughs> which honestly is false. Okay. The first one was Russian cosmonaut Svetlana 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 Yeah, Svetlana. Yeah. Svetlana. Yeah, Svetlana. All right. It was the first woman from any country to form a spacewalk in July of 1984. Ah. Okay. Uh, Koch and Mir are among 15 American women who have conducted spacewalks. Ooh. This was the first all-woman spacewalk. Space okay. They always went out with a male counterpart. Yeah, yeah. Well, in all fairness to President Trump, in his errors, in the amount of errors, in the amount of ways he could have messed up saying this, this is pretty light. Oh, yeah. <laughs> this is pretty light. Uh, <laughs> oh, and I have to quote Mir uh-huh. uh, about their... Epic spacewalk. Uh-huh. Uh and I quote, it's something we've been training for six years and preparing for. Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember seeing the report. I mean, when they showed um the earlier interview from when she started in the NASA program when Miss Mirror started, uh I think it was CBS that Dad was watching, or it might have been NBC. But Oh, and before that, she said, and I quote, you know, for us, this is really just us doing our job. Well, that's what any 
person who made history would say. I mean, you can't say less than what Neil Armstrong himself said. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, you know, it's good to be humble. But yeah, um, Neil Armstrong never understood all what all the hoopla was about anyway. He's like, oh, oh yeah, it's so amazing. I did what I was paid to do. I would also say here, <laughs> this was an important milestone for NASA to get past, especially after NASA had to cancel the first all-female spacewalk back in March. Ah, yeah. It doesn't say why, but yeah, they were going to do it before, but they had to cancel it last second. Yeah, they had to cancel at the last second because there was space debris. Like a few satellites collided together and it would have been in the launch area. So they didn't want to, you know, even risk. It should have been clear, but there was a, a percentile possibility of debris still being around. So they didn't, you know, for safety, they called it off. And this was uh, Koch's fourth spacewalk since arriving at the station in March. Yeah. <laughs> All right. More Nerd with a Phone in just a minute. We're going to come back and uh, talk um, anti-bullying or bullying awareness, for lack of a better phrasing. We'll get more professional in a hot second. Stay tuned. Okay, so take two, because Anchor ate my homework once again. All right. Uh, (laughs) This is an anti-bullying episode. All right. John and I both have fairly interesting, question mark, stories related to bullying. And I'm also going to shout out a website at the end of this once I look it up again and make sure I'm giving you the right deets. Um, But essentially, I wanted to start out this anti-bullying campaign by saying your nerd with a phone has, in fact, in the past been a bully. What? Huh? Click, click, burn. Um, <laughs> it's true, folks. He bullies me every day. Ah, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah, I'm kidding. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Weirdo. Um, <laughs> he says bullying. You are not Cartman, okay? <laughs> You're not Cartman, I'm not Kyle. So. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway, anyway, um, and it's weird for a grown adult to be telling this story, but it might be helpful. The reason I'm telling it is it might be helpful for other people. Um, some young parents out there might have a kid. Well, I was about to say parents and children alike mm-hmm. could learn from this. Yeah. But when I was in kindergarten, um, this was right in the very first boon, the golden era, as it were, for Transformers. All right. And Optimus Prime was the hot, the hotness, the toy you had to have. And uh, I was in Tennessee, and it was. Can I stop you for a second? Mm hmm. Optimus Prime is the reason I have the Autobot symbol tattooed on my right shoulder. Right. Okay, go ahead. Right, right. But the the thing was, 
as I had been given by my father. My, my father didn't spend this kind of money. It was $25 for Optimus Prime, the, the big one, complete with the trailer and everything. It was $25 at Toys R Us for this toy. My dad didn't spend that and kind of money. Back then, that was a lot. Yeah, that was, a, that was a lot of money. It would be like $75 today, easily. Yeah, easily. And, you know, so I get this thing for my birthday, and I go to school with it for show, show and tell. And um, what I didn't know going in was that because I was showing my Optimus Prime, another kid decided that he wasn't going to do his presentation that day. Okay? Let me guess. He was doing the same thing? He was going to do the same thing. Exact same thing. The exact he same. He had the same yeah. figure, did the same presentation, you went first. First, yep. Okay, okay, go ahead. All right. So... I had left, uh, at the end, the teacher collected the toys and everything. When You know, you left the toys with her when you did your presentation, if you brought toys, and then you would get it back at the she end. She would redistribute them as you yeah. went home. Yeah. Yeah. And it's Optimus Prime, all right? Essentially, there's no difference in the figures. There's no difference in the figures whatsoever, if you're talking about an original... Yeah. No. There was only one. Yeah. There's only one the original die-cast... Yeah. Optimus Prime. Prime. They were all exactly alike. Yes. Alright. So... Because I had one, too. Alright. So I saw this kid leaving with Optimus Prime. The teacher had already went to lunch. And everything. And without saying a word... I run up to him, punch him in the face, broke his nose, and just commenced walking down the hall with my Optimus Prime. <sighs> yeah. So. If you can't see, I know you can't see this, but I'm giving Charles the stink guy right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. We're going to come back on the other side of this break. Be right back. I and so and rightfully so with the stare down, John. Um, the point here is that as a kid, for whatever reason, I didn't see the problem with this, even if it had been my Optimus Prime, which it turned out to not be. There would have been no reason. To do that. You know? And again, I was very young. I hadn't been bullied a whole lot or anything like that. And I was an only child. And super, super spoiled. I was a spoiled brat at this point. Okay, I can understand that. Because I used to live across the street from one. Yeah. Only she was a girl. Ah. And had every action figure you could ever imagine. And, well, yeah, she was like the the mark of jealousy for every guy around. <laughs> I'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, so, finally, because I made my way out to recess and was just having a jolly old time with my, air-quoted, my Ultimus Prime. 
All right. The, to the teacher's credit, they played this for full effect. They let me enjoy my recess, have a good time at recess, everything else. When I came back in and like, Charlie, will you accompany me to the nursing station? The teacher who had my optimist still in the drawer where she let put me it. We need to talk, talk to you. you. Mm-hmm. They went, they got my father, my grandfather, my grandmother, my grandma's neighbor who loved me like her own grandson, and the parents of the kid and the kid. Okay, pardon my language, but holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> All right. This was the part in the original telling when Anchor went, ate my homework that I didn't get in there and I kind of regretted not. All right. They take me into the office, and the first thing I see is the kid's nose in a splint. They got the gauze on it, and there's still blood. All right. Oh, damn, dude. Yeah. <laughs> there's still blood coming through the gauze and everything. And when you're a spoiled kid like I was, and they've gathered all the people that matter to you. And the looks of judgment on this kid's parents' face, the seething nature of the kid looking right at you, and your all your parental figures looking at you with such disdain. Like, I can't believe you did this. You know? Okay, I have to interject here again. Uh-huh. Uh, you may not believe this, whatever, blah, blah, but my Autobot tattoo is surging right now. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's kind of like sending pains through me. Like, I can't believe you're saying this over yeah. Optimus Prime figure because, yeah. Yeah, because it's Optimus Prime. That's the thing about it. You can't see it right now. I'm clutching my arm yeah. trying to stop it from... Yeah, bringing justice on you, but oh, oh man! But yeah, man, oh. this is this is the thing. This is the thing right here, you know. And it, a kind of fortunate. I'm sitting here imagining the kid sitting there with the tape and whatnot, and the tears streaming down his face mm -hmm. over what you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, and I'm just standing here, and that you know, at this point, they didn't let on going to the office that there was anything wrong whatsoever and I walk in and I see it and I see the full effect of what I've done and I get it but I know it doesn't matter I know even as a kid that this is a life freaking lesson I'm like okay to reiterate what I said earlier that was deleted gut punch yeah yeah Gut Boom, punch. All air out of your breath. <gasps> like, oh. Oh, what I did I do? do. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. That wasn't a good response, was it? You know? <laughs> like, one of those. But luckily for me, luckily for me, um, the parents didn't want to do anything or whatever. Like that, they could see that I was sincerely upset with what I had done. It wasn't like a a, a true bullying situation. The moment you walked in, the guilt hit you. you. Yeah, 
like super. Like I said, the guilt hits you like a punch in the gut. Yeah. And that's when I realized that it was wrong. But I wouldn't have had they not done it the way they did it. For I give that school in Tennessee so much credit, they actually knew their students. So any teachers out there that are worried about maybe doing a discipline to a young kid, they're worried about embarrassing them these days, everything like that. Sometimes the best thing you can do to a kid is make sure they understand <coughs> why they messed up. Show them the consequences. Yeah. Show them the error of their ways. Because I'm not sure my life turns out the way that it did otherwise. I mean, I'm proud of who I am now. If that situation hadn't happened, I don't think you and I would be as good friends as we are now. No, because I would have never been able, like, I like the, our first interaction, I would have been like, no, you're an asshole. Stay away from me. That is a story for another day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But. <clears throat> as funny as it was. <laughs> story for another day. Yep. All right. So we're coming back. More more of this is, believe it, this is an anti-bully campaign episode. John's going to tell you a story next. Alrighty, and before John tells his story, I wanted to do an appendage to mine real quick. Alright, I want to give a shout out. I honestly don't know if this teacher is still living, but I want to mention her by name because the school still runs as a school. Bowers Elementary in Harriman, Tennessee, and the teacher's name from 1982-ish, her name was Miss Silver. She was actually substitute teaching for my regular teacher that day. All right. She's the one that orchestrated the story I just told you in the way that it did for my punishment. All right. And I've never really in adult life had a chance to thank her out loud. I've done it several times in my mind. <laughs> you know, but. Okay. I have a question. Yeah. I don't remember you said this before in your previous thing. Uh -huh. What was your punishment exactly? Okay. This was the 80s, all right? It needs to be said, this was the 80s. I mean, this was an egregious thing. Yeah. What, so what wound what up happening, everybody, and what, what wound up happening, everybody, everybody gathered, including the principal. The principal had what he called the electric paddle. It was a piece of wood with holes bored into it. Oh, I remember that. My aunt had one. All right. It's a piece of wood with with holes bored into it and it he actually had super glued on there an electric cord so he could plug it into a wall outlet now of course it's wood but you're a kid you don't <laughs> you don't know it's not conductive yeah <laughs> there was no electricity involved yeah and everybody involved and the last smack oh it was a scare tactic it wasn't just but a scare you actually got Right? Yes, I actually back when they allowed that. I actually got paddled, and everybody in the last hit, he, the kid whose nose I broke, 
got to hit me as many times as he wanted, and as I recall, it was like 16. Oh, dazed and confused. Uh-huh. <laughs> Where the seniors rush the freshmen with the paddles. Yeah. And... <coughs> yep. All right. Back when that stuff was allowed. <coughs> yeah. Back when that stuff was allowed. But I wanted to thank Miss Silver because she's the one that came up with the punishment. All right. So, I mean, the image probably, the image of walking into that office would have been enough. And emotionally, it was. But I wouldn't remember it today were it not for the paddles. I have one question. Uh-huh. Back then, right there on the spot. Mm-hmm. When the guilt hit you and you saw the kid right there, mm-hmm. did you apologize? I did apologize. I did apologize. Did but he accept? He accepted. But that's when, and because the teacher and the principal had talked to everybody involved, and he gave me a speech, which I've also never forgotten. He's like, young man, you're one of our best students here. I can't believe I have to have this conversation with you. But actions have consequences in this school and in life. You should have asked. Mm-hmm. Hey, is that mine? Yep. Yeah. Hey, teacher, is that mine? Did he take mine? Yep. <laughs> yeah. All right. Or in old school terms, look before, before you, you leap. leap. Yep. My very first most valuable lesson in life. It's, you know. Hey, at least you apologized, you accepted, and you made up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, my burning question. Uh Uh-huh. Did you get your Optimus Prime back? I got my Optimus Prime back. Did you get his? He got his. He got his. I got mine. Actually, Dad. So, in conclusion to your story, was all forgiven? All was forgiven. But it took a minute because, um. Well. It was egregious. It was egregious. And um, I still had some social graces to learn because um, trying to joke about it with the kid uh, the very next day uh, was, of course, the wrong move. And that will be a story for another day. (laughs) All right. One sec. Okay. This is Dreadful Rock here, and this is my personal retelling of what happened to me in my youth in bullying. Okay, first day of sixth grade middle school, I was put into a class with a wheelchair student whose name will rename Anonymous due to my friendship with him and respect. Anyway, he needed a guide, someone to take him from class to class, change out his books, get him his lunch, after he was taken to the table, you know, all that good stuff. But, being from the wrong side of the tracks, so to speak, he was a subject of ridicule and bullying. And I, being a standout Autobot, with a tattoo on my shoulder notwithstanding, had to stand up for him time and time again. 
And what I'm getting at is that I would take him from class to class, change his books out, and every time I was with them, all was kind of good with the world. Except for when I wasn't with them. Those bad apples would slap him around, try to knock him out of his chair and call him retard and this and that. And, well, I just couldn't stand for it. This was all after the fact stuff that he told me. And he, him being him, the good standout guy that he was, didn't want to name names or point them out. Right. It was a slow go to find out who was doing it and to stop it. Till finally, one day, I was taking the class in between actual, well, class was going on in between classes. Like, we actually had free reign at the school because he was in a wheelchair and I was taking him to get his stuff. Well, a couple of kids... I left this out of the original. Uh, this is how it originally started. A couple of kids, not saying who they were or nothing, they stopped us the moment we rounded the corner, trying to push him and me around. And I just had enough. Didn't throw a punch, didn't nothing. Just stood in front of my friend and said, if you want to push him around, you have to go through me first. Yeah, that was my first mistake. (laughs) As there were four of them, all at least uh, back in those days, uh, Jesus was like uh, 90... 192. Yeah. I was like five foot two, maybe 90 pounds. And these guys were wannabe rap artists, to put it nicely. <laughs> I mean, bigger than me, okay? And, yeah, they proceeded to give me the beat down. But I still stood my ground and protected my friend. While never throwing a punch, I was just putting my arms up while remembering Muhammad Ali and Rocky Mm -hmm. protecting their faces while boxing. I just took it until a teacher came out and stopped it. Okay, yeah. More after this. Okay, so me and John are being dogged reporters here. Because this is the third attempt to get this story out. It's a really good story about anti-bullying. And this is the third time that John's had to try to record this thing. All right. (laughs) Are you okay, man? Yeah, I'm just frustrated. I know. All right. So... Eighth grade? Eighth. Okay, cut to eighth grade. Yeah. Okay, long story short, I've been taking care of this kid in a wheelchair, pushing him around, taking care of his 
daily day needs, switching out his books, getting his lunch, and actually becoming really good friends with him. Mm-hmm. And then, well, in the background, without me really realizing it until he actually told me he's been being bullied by basically almost everyone else in the school. You know, okay. Pushing Mario, slapping the face, knocking him out of his wheelchair, this and that. And finally, it happened while I was doing our daily thing. And I stood up, said, You want to get to him, you have to go through me. And, well, hmm. I got the beat down. Right. In which then. How, how many were there? Uh, four. Alright. Four? Taller than you? All taller and more uh, muscular. Alright. Outweighed and outgunned. Yes. Alright. And I stood like Tom Petty. I wouldn't back down. Okay. I stood up, stand my ground, and said, if you want to get to him, go through me. And they... Well, they took that as an open invitation. Oh, and proceeded to give the beat down to me. Oh. Until a teacher, my favorite one, who was a former roadie and security guard for a band that I will not mention. <laughs> it rhymes with an NES game, listeners. Figure it out. <laughs> he stopped it immediately. Mm -hmm. His presence alone stopped it. <clears throat> Yeah. After um, picking them up by the collars, two of them by the collar juggernaut style, <laughs> and said, what is going on here? And uh -huh. I'm cleaning that up a lot. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, okay, the fast forward to eighth grade, this had been going on a long time. I mean, over and over and over and over again. With nothing being done. Alright. Until finally, my friend, who is now a veteran of the United States military, I won't say which branch. Uh-huh. Who also has retired and has become a pastor. Nice. Stepped up. And gave the beat down on these guys who gave me the beat down, which in turn gave him an expulsion. Ah, uh, yeah. But he owned it. Yeah. He stood up and said, yeah, I did it, and I'll do it again. All right. You know? All right, hold that thought, John. We're going to try to beat the anchor app at its own game here. Be back. All right, go before this thing crops out again. All right, <laughs> after he got expelled my parents his parents and a whole lot of other parents plus the parent of the kid I was protecting in the first place all of us stepped up and went to the cops signed affidavits actual statements and made at the time remember this was the early 90s uh cassette recordings of our voices stating what happened. Okay, and... Which uh, eventually, actually, the um, principal got the head, like the 
the superintendent. The superintendent of the AVSC Evansville. Evansville School Corporation. Yes, involved. Mm-hmm. A lengthy investigation occurred in which myself, the wheelchair kid, love your brother if you listen to this, and my friend who's now a pastor, all got off the hook, so to speak. Yeah. All well, right. as the rest of them involved, uh, the end story, the end game, as it should be, resulted in 75 expulsions. 75 expulsions. Because what happened? People stood up, stood together, and did something. Against bullying. Exactly. And right. it didn't matter. No, it didn't matter that the kid I was protecting was in a wheelchair. It didn't matter. It didn't matter that it was me who was just previously, at that time, diagnosed with scoliosis. Didn't matter. Mm-hmm. Because what was they were doing was wrong. Yep. No matter what. Yep. It was wrong. Yep. Indeed. And that's the thing. You know. Also, the press was wanting to get involved, and they asked me if I wanted to step up and become a hero. It's like the only true way to be heroes is to remain anonymous. And I declined all interviews, all everything. Yeah, not even for the school paper. Well, there was no school paper back then. For our school, we were Mm -hmm. that low on a totem ball. (laughs) And, yeah, even my friend who went on to the military and served our country and became a pastor afterwards, he still declined. Mm -hmm. Nobody wanted recognition for this. Yep. And I went to because I, what is right is right. And I eventually wound up um, transferring to the same school that he was attending when all that went down. And that was the stuff of legends in the hallway. And I'm not even being, you know, a, a promoter here. It it was. I mean, I I heard the uh, story. Yeah, my name is still mentioned. Yeah, <laughs> I heard the story as a student. Not not knowing that I would eventually become best friends with the guy. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, anything to add to the end of this? The only thing I can say is if you see something, say something. It's the only way it stops. No matter how minor or minute it might seem to you at the time if it seems off or wrong in the slightest bit say something to someone and I want to say to the people try to stop it mm-hmm. any way you can without being a hero and I would I would like to talk to the would-be bullies here and this is coming from a comic book fan mm-hmm. I love any and all comic superheroes but <laughs> I'm begging you, don't be the hero. If you see something, say Say something something. 
to an authority figure. All right. We got to stop. All right. And much like Jerry's final thought, we have reached the conclusion here. All right. But stopbullying.org is a website to go to. You got many resources. If you know someone that's being bullied, if you're being bullied, or if you are a bully and you would like to stop. And our stories are truth. Yep. But I hope to God yours don't have to be. Yeah, exactly. They don't have to be. They don't have to be. These things happened to us in our youth because the resources weren't available. Today, the resources are everywhere. There is no reason for bullying to exist today. It doesn't have to be. We could stop it. See something, say something, do something. You can stand up without putting yourself at risk like I did for my friend. Yep. See something, say something, and stopbullying.org website. Just head over to it for more information. Thanks for listening to this episode, folks. Check it out.